0: This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 64. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. Back in episode 10, we were talking about positive masculinity. Today, it's the ladies' turn. Joining us is Nick Pigeon, a positive psychologist and success coach. Thanks for getting up at, you know, even before 5am, Nick, at this, it's incredibly early. Yeah, I, I wanted to publicly credit you for that one.
1: <laughs> Thank you, thanks for having me. That's absolutely fine, more than welcome. <laughs>
0: So in your work, you focus on women. Why women and not just people?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So I'm a positive psychologist and I'm also a coach. And my coaching works with female entrepreneurs. Now, it hasn't always been the case that I've focused on women. I did work with men and women for quite a few years. And what I realized was that quite naturally, it was women that were attracted to my work. And I thought because it would be so much easier to create a really niche, a really tailored, a really supportive coaching and relationship and coaching environment if I focused just on women, I decided that that was really the way to go. I knew that women have a very different way of working. We have quite a higher emotionality to us. And I really wanted to use that and to be there for the women that I work with much more powerfully and offer the best possible support and service that I could. And it's absolutely working. The ladies that I work with are thriving and I love working with them as well.
0: So are there any, you mentioned emotionality, are there any other strengths or female specialities, so to speak, that you've noticed throughout the years?
1: I think in terms of coaching, I do think that there's a different approach when you work with women than there is working with men. And I think one of those is that I do believe that men need to be coached by men because I think they need that hard hand, they need that the action-taking, they need the, the accountability, which women do as well, but it comes through in a much softer way. I notice that women are a lot more open to receiving Women are a lot more open to working on their strengths, also noticing what their limitations are as well. So that's one of the big things that I really, really love to work with women on. They're they're quite willing to say, put their hand up and say, this is something that I'm struggling with and I don't know why I'm struggling with this. So can we take a look at this and can we really work deeply on releasing this emotional block for me or can we work deeply on this thing that I'm really scared of. And we can use positive psychology to really support that process. Whereas with guys, what I notice a lot of the time is that they would just be um, very focused on just getting things done. And there wouldn't be that depth of connection and communication.
0: Hmm. Interesting, interesting. It's, uh, I have different experiences, but it's maybe also got to do with what you said at the beginning that the women were really attracted to you Mm. so so and the other thing I was thinking as you were talking was that last episode was on shame and the one shame trigger that is huge for men is being perceived as weak so maybe weak or you know not, not inadequate kind of so that sounds like maybe that might play into what you experienced I don't know
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think vulnerability is huge for everybody, not just men, but women as well. And I think that we've been so conditioned, maybe through media or through having to put on a show about how happy we are and how successful we are, that we haven't felt comfortable with sharing that vulnerable side of ourselves. But I really think there's been a almost like a renewal, a renewal of the perspective on that side of things more recently with the work of um, Brené Brown and a lot of the texts that are coming out that do look at shame and do look at vulnerability and we can see that that is so much more connecting and it's so powerful to allow us to build deep relationships and positive relationships as well and to really do that work on ourselves so I think that women do find it difficult as well but I do think they're willing to stand up and show up for themselves and say Actually, this may, may be a little bit embarrassing. It may be difficult for me to work through this. But do you know what? I know that on the other side of it, I'm going to feel so much better when I do.
0: I would actually really love to hear if guys have anything to say to that. If they agree, mm. which is perfectly possible. And yeah, it would be if anybody's out there, a guy especially, who feels like they want to respond, please do. I would love yes. to hear from you. Absolutely. It would be so interesting, yeah absolutely the other thing that came to me as you were speaking was you said that the media creates this pressure to portray a happy face and one of the criticisms of positive psychology is that we add right to that pressure do you have any thoughts on that i think
1: if people know pospsych then they will know that we don't just work with the positive emotions. So it's not just all about joy, gratitude, or an excitement. There's some work that's just been done. I don't know if you've seen um, the book that was released by one of my tutors at UEL. Her name's Kate Heffern. She's released, yeah, the, The Dark Side of Positive Psychology. So it's like the second wave positive psychology that really looks at how our negative experiences and how the dark times can really allow us to build and to grow. And I think there's great value in looking at those experiences as opportunities to learn from. I think that whether it's related to personal life, whether it's related to relationships or business or professional life, there's so much value in the things that we find difficult that it's impossible to ignore them. I think that there is, however, a real need for positive psychology still to be that strength in terms of leading the way and really trailblazing the way for happiness, for well-being, still really going strong with leading with the positive emotions. Because whilst we are we're so in the field at the moment. We're so surrounded by psych, We're so surrounded by everything that it can give and create that we take it as a given that this is here for us. But I know that there's still people out there that don't know what positive psychology is. They don't know that it's possible to work on your well-being or that the interventions and the tools are there to be used. So I do still think that we need to lead with happiness, but also give value and give attention to the negative side as well.
0: Thank you for pointing that out. That's something mm. that that's a kind of a pet peeve that I have, that people, the thing is that when something bad happens, it's very spectacular, it's in your face, it's in the media, it's everywhere. But good things, they often happen gradually, and they're more subtle. So I think that we kind of often forget the progress we've made, or we don't even notice it actually, because it's just not as salient as failure and negative stuff is. So, thanks for pointing that out. Now, you work with women, so how does positive psychology help your clients?
1: So, the ladies that I work with are all female entrepreneurs, and they've all achieved a certain level of success within their personal and professional lives. And what they then find is that they hit a plateau. So they get to this space where they feel like they maybe aren't as strong in in their mindset as they could be. They feel like they're lacking that self-belief. And positive psychology comes in because psych really focuses on taking people from where they are now to where they want to be, as you know. So I look at what is going on within that person that is affecting their outside world. So I really look at building success on the inside so that they can then receive and realize success on the outside as well. So whilst I do coach business and I coach systems and strategies and all of those things that are very black and white, the main body of my coaching is focused on positive psychology and the results that we experience and the the fulfillment and the satisfaction that not only the ladies get, but that I get as well is amazing. Because working in a field that allows to allow something and women to feel and receive so much more than the black and white kind of income or the, the success or the numbers is really, really, really awesome.
0: So what interventions do you use when you work with your clients? So I always
1: use best possible
0: self. So
1: I love working with optimism and hope and really getting ladies to work on their vision So I don't know if you've done that intervention yourself, but it's incredible just getting into the details of how you want to live, how you see yourself in the future. And it's really, really, it's fun. It's fun, it's enjoyable, and it really works. I also do a lot of work with gratitude, and I fully believe that gratitude can solve any problem in the world. So all of my ladies will work daily with gratitude if they have a team or if they have a big client base i always encourage them to filter these tools and these teachings down to their team as well so i see the work that i do and the interventions that i use not just stopping at the women that i work with but also creating a ripple effect outwards as well can you expand on that ripple effect so i think that i think we have an obligation really i think we have a responsibility not just to influence and impact and create change for the people that we work with directly, but also to take a a bigger view, to take a a global approach and to really look at how we can create influence on a wider scale. So I always encourage the ladies that I work with to focus on giving. So to look at strengths like kindness and to look at what you can give in terms of value before you receive anything. And I think by taking that perspective, we can allow positive psychology really to filter out more and more and more into the mainstream. So one of my big goals is actually to help a million women change their lives using positive psychology by the year 2020. And I know that the only way that that can happen with a huge, huge number of people is, yes, through the books that I'm writing and getting published, but also through other people taking this work that we share with the world and them sharing it with the world as well.
0: So do you have a kind of a train the trainer approach or, I mean, you said you, you make it, you emphasize kindness and giving, but do you also kind of give them ideas about how they can implement it or how does that work?
1: Yeah, I would always give them ideas and I would always help them with their creative flow in terms of how they can, pass on this information to their team or to their clients. I don't have a specific business model that it's not like a franchise model or it's not a coach-to-coach model or anything like that. It's a lot more informal. It's about me teaching them the tools that they can use for themselves and for their business and for them to, to understand what it would take, for them to really recognize in other people how they can help them. So how they can see that somebody might be struggling with mindset or they might be struggling with not feeling that hope and that optimism in the moment and what they can do to take the most loving and compassionate approach, what they can do to encourage that person to use gratitude or to use um, maybe a, a meditation or to use something specific from positive psychology in their lives as well what's worked really well actually is the use of strengths so that has been really really popular as a way to coach their their team members and their clients
0: okay so you mentioned that you coach entrepreneurial women and i was wondering yeah i mean i i mean i have a huge amount of respect for entrepreneurs in general so i was wondering if you found any differences? Is there any way that entrepreneurial women approach the world differently from you know, women who are not entrepreneurs?
1: I think one of the main differences is that there's quite a lot of risk and there's quite a lot of instability involved in entrepreneurship. So it does require um, the entrepreneur to have a certain level of resilience, to understand what it takes to have the self-belief in herself, no matter what. Because it's very easy for something to happen and then all of a sudden your world is shaken up. You don't, maybe don't have a stable income, or you feel like things are happening in your life and in your business because of you, because you're the leader within your business or within your team. And you therefore find it very easy, it's very easy to take things on. So it's about developing that resilience as an entrepreneur. And understanding and taking the perspective that these things will happen. These things are sent to test us and to challenge us. And it's really about having the mindset, the tools and the right support, which comes from positive psychology in place to help you to keep moving with things.
0: Okay. so before you mentioning that these women are going after these cool things like helping others and training their employees and all of that. Now, I can imagine that, at least from what I know from people I talk to, that a lot of people, they feel like they don't have an extra ounce of energy to kind of give to someone else. They feel they are so down and out with their daily life that they might not see the point of doing things for others. Can you comment on that? Yeah,
1: and I think that's definitely a very valid Insight and a very valid observation. What we notice in positive psychology is if you are feeling down and you give and you do something for someone else, it actually makes you feel better. So it's known that kindness and giving and altruism boost your well being, they make you feel good. And it's something that doesn't seem like it would make sense potentially at the outset. But once you start to try and do even something tiny, It can be something as tiny as holding a door open for someone or making the effort to put care and attention into making a breakfast for somebody. Tiny little things that can really start to tip the balance in favor of the positive. What I would also say as well is that with energy, for example, I do believe that especially in entrepreneurship, but also in our wider world as well we have been experiencing a whole lot of doing rather than being. So we're so switched on all the time. We have phones, we have laptops, we have iPads, we have the television. And it's really, we're bombarded by all of these different stimuli. And everything is rushing, we're so busy, we're so caught up in doing, that we don't often give ourselves the time and care and attention that we need. So whilst I coach to goals, I coach vision and I coach taking action, I also coach self-care as well, because it's so important that we are energized, that we are living a healthy life where we move our bodies every day, where we feel the best that we can, because in order to give the best that we can to other people, we really need to be giving to ourselves first.
0: Can you expand on the self-care? Because I'm sure that's something that a lot of women need to either learn about or implement in their own life.
1: Yeah, so self-care might mean something different to you than it means to me. And everybody listening might have their own version of self-care. And it really can be something as simple as dedicating the first half an hour of your day to yourself and the last half an hour of your day to yourself. So giving yourself a ban on any phones or any electronic devices, choosing to maybe put a positive psychology intervention into your life. So maybe starting your day with the best possible self, doing some writing around that, maybe ending your day with gratitude. Or self-care might mean making an appointment with yourself in your diary and then saying, do you know what, Friday afternoon from... One o'clock until four o'clock. That's going to be my time. I'm going to use it to go for a walk. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do something nice. Maybe I'll go for a massage, and I know that that's a non-negotiable within my diary. So it might be something like that, or it might be something like choosing to really focus on your nutrition and really focus on the idea and the the knowing that by giving to yourself and loving yourself through proper nutrition and fitness that you are going to feel so much better and be able to do so much better as well so i think it's about finding what works for you okay
0: so is there one more thing that you would like to let the listeners know about you know that, that you would like to tell them that you would like to encourage them or anything like that So I would
1: definitely consider um, forgiveness as well as a form of self-care. So this is an area of positive psychology that a lot of people, what I've noticed is that they maybe feel some resistance towards because forgiveness sounds like it's something that is so big for us to do. But if we can take a slightly different perspective and we can work on forgiving ourselves, then we can release ourselves to relax. We can release ourselves to allow that self-care to come in. So I'll give you an example. If you are feeling like you are really hectic and really busy and you've got so much going on and you start to notice a lot of negative thoughts and emotions coming up, you are saying to yourself, I'm so busy, I'm so tired, I can't do this, life is so difficult, you can really connect in with forgiveness and say to yourself I forgive myself for actually getting caught in this downward spiral of negative thoughts and emotions because the only person that I end up hurting is myself and I think focusing on forgiveness is can allow us to let go and it can allow us just to be it can allow us to feel more comfortable with Doing the things that fill us up, doing the things that make us feel good. And I think it's a really powerful area of post psych that we need to to draw attention to as well.
0: That's so interesting. Now what, what, what are you working on at the moment,
1: Nick? So at the moment I've got a few different things that I'm working on. So I'm working on my first book, which is due to be published by Hay House in March of 2017. And that is a 30-day guide to living your happiest life using positive psychology. So that's really exciting. And I'm also working on my two main programs, Master Your Success and also Guru Girl Entrepreneur. And that's really exciting. Guru Girl Entrepreneur is actually a mastermind. And it it involves four global retreats. So we're taking the girls and the ladies and the entrepreneurs to Los Angeles in March. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Wow, that sounds very, very cool. It's exciting. So what is one thing that a listener can do right now?
1: To increase their happiness and their well-being. Yes, absolutely. Sorry for that. No, that's all right. I would definitely suggest gratitude. Like I've mentioned throughout today, that is probably, I know that that's my top character strength. And I would definitely say practice gratitude. Take a moment right now just to take a piece of paper and I like to call it the gratitude rampage. Write down every single thing that you can think of that you're grateful for, whether it is the pen that you're writing with, whether it's your podcast, whether it is, Um, the sunshine blue skies your family and friends health write everything down and fill that page full and you'll notice just how good it can allow you to feel
0: thanks very much so where can people find out more about you
1: so my website is nickpigeon.com and i'm also available to connect on facebook nick pigeon and i have my now is your chance facebook group as well which is full of ladies up-leveling their happiness and their success within the group. So I would love to hear from any of you listening.
0: Okay, cool. Thanks very much. And Thank you so much. If I were you, I would go straight back to bed, but you're not me. (laughs) You're on your million people mission, so I assume you're doing something else. Goodbye. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this. Now, if you stayed on until now, it's very clear that you love to listen to stuff. Unfortunately, Nick has not yet published her book. She's probably not finished writing it either. However, you, as the listener of the Positive Psychology Podcast, can get a risk-free download of an audible audiobook of your choice. And that means it can be a bit about psychology, but it could also be, let's say, the Harry Potter series. You can go to strengthsphoenix.com slash audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, and check it out. And I know that everybody says that everything is risk-free. Now, actually, I used to be a customer of the Audible store in the U.K., And I switched to the American store because I noticed that they had a lot of books which the UK and the Australian and all these other country stores didn't have yet. However, before I was a customer there, I wanted once, I think, a book by uh, Gretchen Rubin, who is also a really interesting writer if you're interested in applying happiness, which I assume all of you are, and... I actually got the free download, and I didn't become a member back then. And they didn't pester me. It's not like I got an email every five seconds. As I said, some books came out that they didn't have in the UK store. So I can vouch for the fact that it's risk-free. Now, we have received another review that I would like to read to you. And it comes from a mysterious location in Australia by... Posey, okay? Greetings from, insert mysterious place. I've only recently discovered your podcast and wanted to let you know how wonderful it is. From the topics chosen to the way you delineate information always delivered in a very accessible and listener-friendly way to your compassion, the program is a delight. And love your sense of humor. Thank you very much, Posey. That's how I really appreciate it. As I said, I'm really, really excited that people are reaching out more and more to me. I love having these email conversations and sometimes Skype conversations with my listeners. So don't be shy. I love to hear from you. Next episode, we will be talking about acting as if, which is precisely as intriguing as it sounds. There's actually even some real live improv by Shannon Polly, the guest of the next podcast episode and myself. So looking forward to seeing you there. Cheers and goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with happy yogurt.